Chapter 7 Maria looked through several mug shots, and after three hours she was no closer to finding the two men she had seen and heard last night in her dad's restaurant. She didn't know if they were locals or from a neighboring town. Sometimes the bigger gangs did have a blending of members. She stood and walked to the coffee carafe and poured herself a steaming cup, then turned to place the cup on a nearby desk. Maria needed to use the restroom, so she grabbed her purse from the back of the chair and headed down the hall, not bothering to tell anyone where she was headed. Connor had stepped out of the office, and he, along with his partner, Ed Jansen, had been interrogating Karen Owens. The suspect was playing hardball and not being one bit cooperative as her lawyer sat beside her fielding questions and not letting her answer on her own volition. Her lawyer undoubtedly believed anything she said would be incriminating and damaging. Maria grabbed the cell phone from her purse and called her father at the restaurant. She asked if he had read the note she had left last night. He said, yes, and then asked, when are you coming back to work and where the devil are you? I'm still at the police precinct, she said as she checked her makeup in the mirror. I might be here the rest of the day, so you should probably call Carmen to fill in for me. Carmen Rios was Maria's first cousin, and she had worked off and on part-time at the restaurant for the past three years. Carmen needs the extra work hours, and with her husband Manny just laid off, they could use the cash. Her dad agreed with what she said and told Maria he would call Carmen as soon as he finished the phone call. Please be careful, he begged. You know how dangerous things are, he advised. I will, Papa, she said. I love you. She ended the call and reached inside the zippered side pocket of her tote. Her head was aching, and staring at all those criminals certainly gave her eye strain. Maria had left her eyeglasses on the nightstand at Connor's house, and she realized she needed them. What should she do, she wondered. Returning to the detective's house all alone was not something she wanted to do. It could prove dangerous, or simply nothing at all. There definitely was something creepy at the detective's house. She had not mentioned what she had seen in the middle of the night as the handsome man slept next to her. She had spied the apparition the minute she rolled over onto her back, and the specter had been standing in his bedroom doorway for the longest time. The image of a tall, willowy, blonde female glided just above the white carpeting. She was barefooted and wore a long pink nightgown, which swished as she moved. The entity inched closer to the bed as Maria tightly shut her eyes, not wanting to see the specter before her. As the spirit approached, a pungent scent of jasmine could be identified. It was almost overwhelming as she stifled the urge to cough. A highly concentrated fragrance nearly took her breath away as she rolled over and turned away from the thing which stood next to the sleeping detective. By now her eyes were watering as she wiped at them with the sleeve of the sweatshirt she was wearing, and next to her he stirred as he fought his own demons within his self-made nightmare. It wasn't until early morning when she was getting ready to leave that she realized the identity of the ghost who had visited the West Home. She saw the picture on the living room end table and asked the detective whom the woman was sitting next to him and his daughter. The female in the photo, sitting between Connor and Grace, was the female in the bedroom last night, and when she had been alive she had been known as Kate West, Connor's wife and Grace's mother. It had sent chills down her spine as she turned to exit the room and head through the foyer. 
She almost thought she had imagined seeing her, but as she drew closer to the foyer, she smelled the highly concentrated scent of jasmine. She had not imagined anything as she glanced toward the stairs and the upper landing. Standing there, leaning against the railing and banister, was the late Mrs. West, and she was more visible now than she had ever been in life.